Smiling, you have also joined in. How are you? I hope you're doing well. I am. I am Sandeep and we thank you. Akash, you, hello again. You have been listening to the conversation. I think this is something that you completely resonate with. <laughs> Actually, I was trying to gain uh, I so guess I have also put a link because I have also put a link on the top. If you can, uh-huh. if you want to just navigate through a bit to that, it will give you some uh, some some base, some foundation. But if you allow me, I can just tell you that proximity comes from the word proximity. The proximity can be in a physical manner with a person. and can also be in a in a like the the thing that uh, pratik was mentioning that from a linguistic aspect how the proximity gets created that's a very interesting point so that also Actually, the proximity to the emotions that you feel towards a certain person with regard to the vibe or the aura that they show so it can be both in a tangible and intangible manner hmm now that's the weird thing because in all my years of you know uh experience with that topic in a professional academic uh, aspect apparently this is something new that i learned today about proximus proximics that though i always knew it referred it, uh, the origin of the word comes from proximity which refers to the distance between objects but to see someone translate that or imbibe that with uh, the aspect of uh language distance or rather the distance of uh a person who is speaking a language in comparison to the geographical location where that language originates from is a new angle which i am appreciating and i am grateful to prateek uh for bringing it up and i acknowledge the fact that it has been understood and acknowledged very well by you as well as sandeep also well, you so far i've heard you sandeep because sandeep is the one who has who has got this topic he is the one who mm-hmm. thought about it you can give that thanks to sandeep music <laughs> done then sandeep thank you for this because uh, very few people see when i was in the university and my responsibility in a professional capacity now i guess that is a social aspect which can also be included in a professional capacity or academic one how uh, the origin of a language which is used to communicate can uh, be how do i say understood by this term by this topic however uh, i initially always observed communication in two branches verbal and nonverbal and proximity usually always i associated with the non verbal communication not the verbal communication so i'm not sure how appropriate or uh, prepared i mean the listeners are on that topic before i divulge something on it yeah yeah we I have shared a lot of that we have shared a lot of experiences i think people are already aware about it you can share your experiences mm-hmm. from your own life with regard to the concept of proximity or prox- okay so in the field of category of you know non verbal communication uh the way that i've always understood and related proximics to it is 
in improving one's communication skills is by being observant of the physical space that is occupied by individuals uh, when they gather socially right or in a social environment where they gather when they meet then the physical dif- uh, distance which is observed we it allows us to then using this distance understand relation between uh, the people engaged in a conversation so depending on how physically close they are to each other we can understand uh, whether it is a personal social or a professional capacity in which people uh, relate to each other on which capacity and uh, yeah so it is not only the distance but even the position in fact which can be observed and which has been used in multiple cultures uh let me show you explain one insight which i had it is a personal observation and uh, understanding which i developed not necessarily which is very common and popular there was this one movie which i had seen uh it is a chinese movie and it was it has a historical significance because it is based on true events where uh, the first emperor of china uh it's his story and uh, the only successful assassin who was able to infiltrate the forbidden city with an attempt uh, with a desire to take the emperor's first emperor's life and uh, in that scenario when this person is brought in front of uh, the assassin who's currently pretending to be a soldier in the army the lowest soldier you know uh, how do we say rank of soldier in the emperor's army and uh, he has earned the right to be seated in front of the emperor and have a cup of tea with him and uh, that was his ploy to try and get close to the emperor and the little space that is left between the emperor and the assassin and this huge hall right in the center of the forbidden city uh there are some lamps which are placed with flames that are flickering on the lamps so they are lit and easily easily you have at least 100 candles laid out between them arranged you know uh, geometrically and uh, the the design of the space is such that the closer that a person gets to the emperor uh it uh, the ability of the emperor to gauge the honesty of the person whom he's interacting with improves uh since uh the tool which is used to gauge the honesty of a person by the emperor are the candles that are placed between you know him and the audience so obviously the closer that the guest is to the emperor or the visitor is to the emperor uh the stronger the effect their presence has on the candles between them and this by studying and observing the movement of the flames on the candles these not candles but hindi mein hum unko diya bolte hai right lamps so that was a very interesting concept of the use of space between people to communicate to gain clarity in communication 
and confidence in communication by a skilled conversationalist who is very much aware of his surroundings and the effects that uh, communication have can have on his surroundings so yeah that is something that uh, i can you know in the short period of time and initial uh, moments in this room on this topic that i can share for now yeah, yeah thank you for that uh, smiley mm-hmm. that uh, how they had showed in the this in the movie and how you have uh, put your thought towards it and how you are reflecting on it that the the person is going close to the candles or the flames of the lamp uh the aura is creating some flickers and which is uh, making the king aware about the nature of the person and this is happening because of the decrease of the proximity mm-hmm. to the king so this is the mm-hmm. power of proximity very interesting and the new unique you know uh application that i found of this understanding and uh, knowledge when it came to being aware of this topic as part of uh, communication skills so yeah thank you for this opportunity in fact to be honest with you uh, this is the first time that i've voiced out this observation and uh, analysis of mine so whenever you voice out your thoughts even the space which the thoughts occupy whether it's external or internal it uh, brings more clarity more confidence and better understanding of the topic when it uh, moves from within your self as a thought and becomes words which are vibrations you know in the space between you and the listener it it just somehow becomes more clear and better to understand and when that happens so another one which i just realized and when that happens the proximity between the speaker and the listener it starts decreasing yep <laughs> at least the non tangible one <laughs> <laughs> let's keep it to the non tangible one only. for now i mean if you want to go start reaching tangible part then oh my gosh that's where you know you'll have to bring in someone younger But you know Sandeep was attuned. mentioning uh, before you joined them Sandeep was actually mentioning the tangible part so proximity mm-hmm. was actually mentioned by Edward T Hall and he mm-hmm. has given four spaces mm-hmm. one is an intimate space which mm-hmm. normally you have with your partner where the personal or the physical mm-hmm. or the haptics because yesterday you we were I think so it's an arms length if i'm not mistaken approximately somewhere to the distance of 1 yes, meter yes yes N- not even like inches even in inches, inches. Right? oh yeah actually yeah. you're right inches where you know it is very easy for physical contact to be established yes, yes. and also uh, in this normally what happens is that it's an intimate space so when you are in a very intimate space you mm-hmm. are completely in uh, connection with that person also yep that's how intimacy then, that's one of the definitions or understanding of intimacy intimacy means you are in a in a proximity to the person that's why yep, you are yep. in, in, uh, creating that intimacy within you that's why it's mm-hmm. called intimacy yep and uh, the second one is more about the personal space that a person has with a, which is which is part of the inner circle how many people they interact with like uh, akash 
uh, one of my friends he came and he mentioned something very interesting where he said that we are the sum total of five people we impact Oh yes, very true. So, so that itself is a public, uh, like a public space of mind, or a personal Social. space of mind, my personal space basically. Okay, my all right. Space of mind where these five people are someone who are from my personal life. Mm-hmm. I am affected by them, and they are affected by me. Then true. I've heard that before. Are, yeah, and then comes your social space where you are going in the society. And it normally is somewhere in four to twelve feet. That's one of the reason that six feet was decided as the COVID uh, social space. Mm-hmm. And when True. we go for public speakings and all, it's normally twelve to twenty-five feet. Yeah, away from the person. Yes. <clears throat> so, so yeah, the, is, the physical the space of, uh, and uh, social circles of you know people who uh, can be a part of your inner circle. or personal yeah. space as you said yes that is actually right and that's why i guess they say you know that choose your enemies wisely but be even wiser when choosing your friends yes they they also say that to keep your friends closer but your enemies closer to even closer, <laughs> yeah, even closer. <laughs> so that means you are decreasing the proximity with them or you are creating an illusion of control which yes. an influence which was mentioned the illusion of control was mentioned by sundu in the art of war where he said that mm-hmm. create an illusion of control where you make the person aware that you are close to them however you are not mm-hmm. so just if the bubble is not getting broken down you can you can just uh, like be a leech and you can suck all the information out of them then you can leave them as a captive and then you can break their bones so in fact that is also the concept or the uh, knowledge which is used i think so by the magician when he's trying to perform his tricks yes. on how close and where is he does he space you know the distance and the space the direction in which he keeps his audience for him to be yes. able to do his also trick. also one thing that the magician normally uses is the concept of misdirection so uh-huh. if he, it is basically to redirect or misdirect your awareness uh-huh. so when someone is doing a card trick they are doing a lot of uh, misdirection with regard to the hand movement because a lot mm-hmm. of uh, card gestures they happen through the hand so they will try yep. to put the, this is one of the reason that whenever magician comes on the stage there is a sexy girl who is next to him so that the attention mm-hmm, of yeah. the audience it goes towards the girl very true the assistant is always kimpy, someone who is very attractive they wear very very skimpy clothes and all some lingerie mm-hmm. type kind of thing why mm-hmm. so that it can create a misdirection even pickpockets use this a lot as a misdirection if they want to grab mm-hmm. uh, grab your wallet or any kind of thing from you they will True. create this direction of contact mm-hmm. it was even it shown was in even one, of, one of the french movie i saw pickpocket i think so that was uh, very clearly evident even in now you see me now you see me exactly now you see me too <laughs> yeah yeah yes yes so yes proximix has always been a very uh conscious deliberate and uh, how do you say a pivoting factor mm-hmm. which decides the course nature purpose and result of communication and interaction even uh, yesterday you were not there we were discussing the posh act prevention of sexual harassment so one of my friends uh, 
here on clubhouse he he has recently become the chairman of the posh committee in delhi npr and he is in the retail industry so he came and he was discussing certain nuances of the internal complaint committee and how the concept of haptic comes into being because yesterday we were discussing haptics which is more about the concept of touch uh, yeah in fact that is what smartphones operate on yeah and touch will definitely happen only when you are able to come into the close proximity of the person the state yeah. of thinking about in that particular mm-hmm. close point of approach so these were certain things that we were discussing with regard to the posh app because posh is more about creating a conducive environment for the people or mm-hmm. if somehow we are not able to create that conducive environment by default it becomes a hostile environment where you go into that uh, that personal space of the person and then you might even touch them in a very inappropriate manner so when yeah. the concept of proximate proximal starts decreasing then the haptic might happen in the way in the in the process so that Actually, is how it directly correlates it is being uh, okay i'm not sure how many of you are aware of uh, a full dive concept in the world oh? of technology and entertainment full dive concept no i'm not aware so there are special suits which have been designed and helmets and visors which will uh, very realistically uh, allow you to experience virtual reality mm-hmm. so that is also based on haptics so say for example you are wearing this special suit oh, how many of you have seen ready player 1 oh i see that yeah 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 i can uh, yeah. you understood how even, they were using even, the suit uh, even something to on the concept of uh, matrix where they go into that virtual reality from the real world into the matrix that is not haptics because you see that is the mind which is creating the concept and illusion of haptics but they have haptics. that uh, helmet na on the on the head yeah so that the is hel- where the is mind touching, is touching their uh, body no no you see the helmet when touching the reason why the helmet is touching the body is because the helmet is is not a helmet actually it's a it's it's like a wire like how we ch- connect uh, power, uh, power adapters you know to a device to charge it right mm-hmm. or data to transfer data from one device to the other so the it is not a helmet it is a cable that connects the mind of the human with uh, the virtual reality of the matrix which has been mm-hmm. designed and created and programmed by the you know ai mm-hmm. or the machines as they say it and uh, that is direct mind to mind contact it's basically that's why they say that the matrix is like a dream like how when you're in a dream you are actually on a bed and yet your mind creates the illusion that you may be running on the street and you wake up panting and sweating which should not be possible because your body never actually experienced any external or physical you know exertion it was only the mind which was creating that uh, illusion uh does that make sense yeah so that's the matrix now the full dive concept is a little different so it is a visor which is not directly connected or hardwired to your brain and nerve center but rather is uh, an external suit which will vibrate you know like how when you hold a playstation console like you know the remote in your hand and if you're driving a car over a rough surface then what what happens you can feel the uh vibration the, the vibration right so imagine if they have in put those haptics 
uh, you know, haptic, ha- haptic feedback into a suit which you're wearing throughout your body. Mm-hmm. So, say if you brush against uh, or you lean against a tree uh, or you know a wall. In a in a so virtual reality environment. Yes. So in real, the suit will stimulate the pressure that you should experience on your shoulder as you're leaning on in the oh. virtual world. Oh. That again is haptics. Yeah. Right. And uh, that is also becoming. I mean, it's the f- they believe is the future of the entertainment. But imagine watching a movie with that experience. That would As be you feel like you're part of the, you know, the uh, your invisible spirit or ghost that uh, is standing right in the middle. You can move around, you know, the. But it could uh, trigger a lot of things inside people because one oh, thing is the experiencing an experience from a. Dissociated position. Another is experiencing an experience from an associated position. In NLP, we call it the concept of association and dissociation. So this one mm-hmm. is more of an associated or an immersive experience. Also. Very true, and that is already what we are doing with these virtual reality, you know, uh, goggles, yeah. you know, and gadgets and all that. Oculus Rift and I. Oculus, exactly. Yeah. So haptics is also uh, very well integrated into the future of. Uh, mankind and civilization where you know technology is used to communicate and interact on a virtual uh, level to try and make it as real as possible so imagine a person playing a combat game oh. wearing that haptic suit there are movies which have already been made the blows on the body of the character they will start experiencing on their suit yeah but it's, it's just like you know a jolt it will not be, hopefully, you know, it is not supposed to be anything but that still, is... But still, it might trigger a lot of emotion. Oh, yeah, yeah, it can, you know, anything. In fact, the same thing can be said about the car, that the way you drive your car and how fast you drive it and the kind of surface you drive it, it will affect your, you know, uh, spinal cord because you are resting on it. I remember I was uh, watching a movie in a 5D space, 4D, 5D space, where uh, while they were navigating through the jungle and there was a deep gorge, and while the characters were falling, they made us, they made the seat go a bit forward. So it was oh, yeah. almost a sudden jolt, and I wasn't Again, even aware that. Yeah, but I wasn't even aware that that's gonna happen, and it just because I was <laughs> wearing the belt and all, it, it was fine. But still, it it uh, it scared me. Yep, it is just that you are not prepared for it. But like for yeah. example, you sit on a roller coaster, right? You are prepared for it because you can visually see what is coming up ahead. Yes. Yes. Actually, I wasn't prepared because this was the first time and I wasn't aware that in a 5D or 4D experience, they will actually mm-hmm. treat my seats in a certain manner. <laughs> that is haptics. And again, you see, that is proxemics where they have, they have ensured that the visual representation that you have in that you know, 5D, they have, they have used the concept of you know, 3D visualization yeah. that will feel real. Again, it's the positioning of what the eyes are seeing, where they are yes. focused. Yes. Even that, while we are uh, wearing those 3D glasses, if an arrow yes. is coming towards the character... Again, it's proxemics being used. It feels as if the arrow has just come right in front of your eyes. <laughs> yes. So, this is... I mean, nowadays communication is no longer, you know, just words and, you know, uh, real. In fact, look at us. We are... Though we are using our physical bodies to interact, 
but in reality it is uh, our smartphones the speakers on them you know which are creating the illusion that the person is right there next to us is just that we can't see that person yeah that is the power of voice <laughs> and you can get so used to it that sometimes the people that you have always heard and never seen become uh, more real to you than the actual physical presence of the people in the real world around you yes sir because you have that element of mystery no it's not a question of element of mystery this is how the human mind i think so has been designed it's conditioned you know uh, mm-hmm. we are a creature of habits right and uh, habits determine our actions right they automatically determine our own reality because they are a product of our thoughts and the way our thoughts are perceived you know are how we relate to them how important they are to us how relevant they are to us we start manifesting those thoughts in the form of actions and speech which become a part of our reality so say that uh, there's a person um, for example you're interacting with virtually and uh, your thoughts are uh, and that person is talking about uh, thrill and excitement and joy that they are experiencing in some adventure they might be having somewhere or they had somewhere and you physically uh, start feeling energized yourself you know sometimes you feel that that uh, the thoughts which you are having after hearing the descriptions and the words which are being spoken they energize you they motivate you they inspire you you feel a physical change within yourself rather than you know just uh uh an idea or a visual in your head so did i lose the people that this is again like i said this is my first attempt you know to try and explore so many different concepts and forms of proxemics and happen i'm glad that uh, this topic is able to give you that perspective <laughs> 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 oh well that's the beauty of you know discussion yeah and there was a reason yeah. why this even the wisest of kings always ensured that he was surrounded by some of the wisest minds you know or interactive minds in the world around him because there was a lot more that he could learn from their conversations or being part of the conversations than just sitting alone yeah even socrates used to propagate this thing called the socratic dialogue when he like always asked those why those how and the what questions to work yourself because uh, i can't train you i can't teach you anything i can only make you think and if i can yeah. make you think then you can think for your own self you can do that brainstorming you can create that cognitive map or mind map deep within you you can connect the dots you can come to a conclusion